Time for the movie review and delighted to welcome RNZ producer Sam Hollis into the studio. Hi, Sam. Kia ora, Jesse. Been getting out to the movies much lately? Yeah, obviously the um, you know the International Film Festival was a big one, so I was uh, trying to tick off as many off, off the long awesome. list that came out of the, the program with there, um, so that was a lot of fun. Obviously Barbie and all the big re- big releases happening at the moment. There's been a lot to go and see. And you've been, uh, well I was going to say you've been to see, you've seen this one on Netflix, have you, Heart of Stone? Yeah, um, so this is a new uh, action spy thriller. It's directed by Tom Harper, Heart of Stone. It's out on Netflix now. Um, leading the cast in this one is Gal Gadot. She plays Rachel Stone, and it also stars Jamie Dornan as an MI6 agent. So very basic uh, secret agent plot here. Rachel is an operative for a top-secret uh, peacekeeping organization that uses an AI database to basically keep tabs on each and every person in the world. It's like the most advanced AI you've ever seen. <laughs> um, it's getting to the point where it can start to predict the future. So it's an incredibly useful uh, uh, weapon in the wrong hands uh, and naturally some bad guys come along who want to steal this powerful tool and use it to take over the world while Rachel has to protect it at all costs. Um, mm. So basically this seems to be Netflix's uh, latest attempt at getting an action franchise off the ground. Last year they put out The Grey Man which had Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans and it didn't get the strongest reception in the world but I think it is getting a sequel. Um, it just se- it seems like they desperately want their own Mission Impossible their own John Wick, uh, but they just haven't been able to make something stick. And uh, sadly, I don't think that this is a very good uh. step towards that. I thought this was pretty lacklustre, uh, to be honest. It it essentially plays like kind of a mishmash of every spy trope you've ever seen compiled into one film. Um, and, you know, a lot of these films are formulaic, uh, but I think there's a way to do it well and a way to do it poorly, and this <laughs> leans heavily on the poor side. It's just very bland. And very rote, um, and it just has a severe lack of charm, which I think is maybe the biggest requirement for a movie like this. Um, as, as far as casting goes, and I'm not sure this might be a controversial opinion, I'm not too sure, but it's honestly quite lost on me on how we let Gal Gadot become an A-list action star. Um, I just, she's I just, very attractive, Sam. Well, she's beautiful, but I mean, I, I won't take that away from her, but, you know, I think on screen she's just wooden and bland and you know the movie doesn't do much to help her out but she just doesn't sell the action for me she doesn't sell the dialogue the chemistry with her co-stars just none of it was there for me here <laughs> um jamie dornan does an okay job but he's really let down by the script it's just cliches on cliches um and the action is honestly not great as well there's a couple of nice fight scenes there's a really cool one on a blimp which i thought was quite you know quite unique but a lot of it was laughable with just really poor cgi really choppy fight scenes um and some of the most obvious green screen i've seen in a contemporary film so um <laughs> sadly i didn't come out of this with too many positives i can't say i'm, I'm gonna really recommend this to anyone um uh, when was the last time netflix had a hit Ooh, that's a good question actually nothing's nothing's popping to mind i'm sure i'm forgetting something yeah they do seem to be going through a tough couple of years. My wife and I have just started watching The Diplomat, which we are loving. Oh, yes. That's a TV show starring the great Kerry Russell. 
Um, that's on Netflix. Yeah, I think. I mean, they've always done well in TV, and I'm sure they'll continue to do so. But I think, uh, I think they want franchises. That's that's what they're after, and they can't seem to get them off the ground. Um, I mean, they they acquired uh, Knives Out, and obviously Glass Onion. That was a pretty huge hit for them, uh, and a big critical success as well. So things like that seem to be doing well. But I think they want to get into the world of kind of you know blockbuster popcorn films, and it just doesn't seem to be to be sticking for them did you have to google how to say gal gadot no i'm i'm kind of a sure i think i'm right there i've heard people say gal gadot and then i've heard other people tell them they're wrong um so i thought i'd just i'd just go the the safe route on this yeah, one i would have feel said, free to correct me if I'm no wrong. no no because because you think of bardo don't you yeah exactly g-a-d-o-t good stuff thank you sam heart of stone avoid <laughs> and what about Merkel? Yeah, um, so this is a documentary about former Chancellor of Germany, Angela Merkel, uh, directed by Eva Weber. It played in the NZ International Film Festival, and it'll probably still be coming to a couple of the, the cities that still have the festival going. Um, and on Monday, it'll also be available to stream on Doc Play. Uh, so as you'd probably assume, this covers Merkel's political life as well as her background. Um, it really breaks down who, she, why she is who she is, uh, so we learn a lot about her upbringing in East Germany during the Cold War. Uh, we learn about her becoming a scientist and then the big U-turn she takes into politics when the Berlin Wall comes down. Uh, and from there, the film digs into her relationships with key political figures, uh, so the likes of Barack Obama, Putin, Trump. Uh, and we also sort of get a good overview of the landscape that she's stepping into, particularly as a woman entering politics in a newly unified Germany. And then, of course we see her rise through the ranks to become the first woman chancellor and de facto leader of the eu in 2005 um so i I think it can be really difficult particularly with political figures to tell their story in a way that looks beyond their politics Mm -hmm. and actually endears you to the person behind the the brick wall that they all have to put up to to play their role Uh, and i thought this film did a really great job of balancing those two things and connecting the two in certain moments like there's a there's a fantastic moment in the film for example where um you know Angela Merkel was a famously unemotional politician but the yeah. film opens with footage of her military ceremony where she's being farewelled from office in 2021 I think it was and there's a brass band playing uh, and we see her start to tear up and then suddenly this funky German pop song from the 70s fades up and you realise like this is the song the band are playing and <laughs> it's a childhood favourite of hers oh. and and so yeah you do it does a really good job of kind of just gradually taking you behind the scenes to see that behind this, you know, this um, steel exterior, that there is a real person behind there, and you you really start to gain empathy um, for her through moments like that. And it's it's clear with this that the, it was made with an international audience in mind because not only is it giving you a, a look at Merkel's life, but it's also breaking down the political sca- landscape of Germany that she was entering into. And it really does a good job of you know giving a foot in for someone like me who has very limited knowledge of German politics. I wasn't alive when all this was going down. Um, So it was a really, really fantastic way to learn about it. And you also hear from other uh, prominent politicians. You've got Sir Tony Blair's in here being interviewed, Condoleezza Rice, Hillary Clinton, um, giving some really touching testimonials 
um, about uh, Angela Merkel and how they inspired her. So, so I thought this was a fantastic documentary. I think it's well worth a watch. Even if you're not an overly political person, she's just a really inspiring figure, and this film does an excellent job at making her seem human and and making her story accessible to a non-German, non-political audience. So, did I you like her? Recommend this. Did you like her by the end of the docker? Yeah, I did like her, and I think, but I, you know, it's not like it's all roses. It, it does get into the reason she left office and um, some of the tougher decisions she had to make that that people disagreed with. Um, so I, you know, I can see why she might not be everyone's cup of tea, I suppose, if you are politically minded. But um, you know, she's portrayed as a person who, who stayed incredibly true to herself, which I think is you know something you have to respect. So I came out with a lot of newfound respect for Angela Merkel. She got, I just Googled her, she's got bigger problems at the moment, Sam. I've got a headline from Politico. Oh, God. Germany has spent 55,000 euros on Angela Merkel's hair and makeup since she <laughs> left office. Does her hair look good, though? Is there a picture? There is a picture. Looks great, yeah. Oh, with, with every penny. Well worth it. With every euro cent. Thank you, <laughs> no Sam worries. Hollis. Thanks, Jesse. Great stuff. Sam Hollis, our movie reviewer, was talking about Merkel, the documentary. Uh, and Heart of Stone, which he says is not worth watching on Netflix.